The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Coal Investment Group and its staff. Coal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. And good morning. Welcome. We are live in studio with Aaron Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group. Not Jeff, Aaron. That would be Jeff's son, Aaron Kowal, <laughs> who's been on the show many, many times for many, many years. And welcome back, Aaron. Hey, it's great to be back. You know, we, we say the you know, show's Jeffless today. So Jeffless. <laughs> Jeffless. Uh, uh, we, you know, I, but I'm, I'm here. I'm happy to, to, to be here. Excited to be here. And uh, I'm surprised you guys let me back in. So. Yes, you are always welcome in the studio. It's great to have you here. Uh, The Retirement Clinic is on both WISM Milwaukee and WIBA in Madison every Saturday morning. Now, we usually hear Aaron at least once a show during the Boss Minute. Today, we'll be doing that, of course, live with Aaron in studio. Business owners, savings and security the sexy segment about wealth management and preservation. In addition, we have lots of retirement to talk about topics, issues. But first, Aaron, we have a guest today on the program. We do. You know, we we, we have the boss segment. Uh, I have Tim, Tim Nettesheim uh, in, in today. He he can talk more about what he does, but he works with a lot of business owners as they're selling their, their business, acquiring. Uh, you know, so the so the whole show is a boss segment today. Uh, but you know, I always say people's favorite topic is uh, themselves. So, uh, Tim, why don't you kind of give a little bit of your background, who you are, what you do, and um, why why you're so special too? <laughs> well, well, thank you, and thanks for having me on the show. Uh, why am I special? Boy, it depends on who you ask. Uh, <laughs> I guess the least valuable thing I do is I'm a lawyer, um, and that's how I started my career. I've been a lawyer for 40 years, but most of the last 20 have been spent in the buying and selling businesses and helping clients buy businesses, find them and buy them, helping them sell them, finding buyers to do that, negotiating the transaction, pricing it. Uh, and then I've also acquired businesses. So I, my brother and I and another individual, Steve Ballester, we for our own account by small businesses. So we've, we've, we've been on the side that the buyers and sellers have been on as well. Uh, and so it's just M and a all the time and it couldn't be a better market today. I think it's the hottest market that I've seen. Um, if not my career, certainly in the last 10 years. Uh, and it's just going to get better uh, for the next couple of years for a lot of reasons. What, well, what are some of those reasons in, in, uh, that, that it's just going to get better? We talked a little bit before, before the show today, um, you know, that, that, and I've been doing in these boss segments for years saying that you know, now is a, a really good time, a uniquely good time to uh, sell your business um, you know, because there's a lot of liquidity because of low interest rates. But it just it seems to get better and better. Why, why don't you kind of go through that a little bit for us and, and what you're seeing out there? Sure. Yeah. So obviously, rates, interest rates are low and are going to remain low for the short term. Call it in the next two years. Taxes are low historically, and should maybe for the next year or so remain low. And those trends have been in place, but people, buyers, know they're going to change. Uh, and at the same time, to make a market, you need sellers, and sellers are notoriously reluctant, especially in the closely held arena that you see a lot in the Midwest here and that I serve, you know, reluctant to sell. They like what they do, and they always think they can make more, and they don't want to sell. But COVID and the Great Recession in, you know, 
2008, 2009, and 2010 really impressed itself on people. On the COVID thing, they finally said to themselves, my goodness, these things can happen that I can't control. And at the same time, everybody sees a huge demand surge at the, you know, it's happening now and it'll manifest itself even for the mainstream media uh, later this year. And then it's through 22 and 23 where they see backlog of orders. So everybody's sales are surging. So their numbers are looking better. And at the same time, they're, they're seeing industry buyers, strategic buyers come out of the woodwork uh, wanting to buy. You always had private equity people wanting to buy. So you have a lot of demand at the same time that the supply, in other words, willingness to sell is higher than it was because they got scared legitimately by what happened with COVID. So it's kind of a meeting of all these forces along with interest rates and, and liquidity being being favorable. But we've never been through, we meaning I think all three of us in this conversation, a pandemic like COVID, right? So it's kind of the fear of the unknown and looking up ahead, Tim. What do you, is there lasting effects that could affect uh, business owners here? Obviously, there are, uh, but to what degree? Yeah. I mean, so obviously, it depends on what I call the vertical that you're in. The vertical being are you in hospitality? Are you in tourism? Are you in industrial? Are you in logistics? It, it all depends. There are, some, there are some trends that changed right before our eyes. So we obviously saw office work trend change you know the idea of having the big office building with with everybody in the, the main office that trend has, has irrevocably changed it's just a question of how much is it 10 percent 20 percent 30 percent less demand that has changed um so you've seen you know workplaces change because of that and and other trends you know at the same time during covid just had we think um Non, non-sustainable bumps. So I have many clients that sell food products into the branded space, you know, Nestle Quick, whatever it might be, Campbell's Soup. Demand is un- incredible. I couldn't tell you how much. They can't make enough of the stuff because everybody's making it at home. Oh, that's an interesting point. We're all at right. home. The home office has taken over. Uh, it's not 100%, but it's much more than we've ever seen. It's the home office. It's you're doing everything at home. You're taking care of stuff that you didn't take care of before because you didn't have time because you're not commuting. Home improvement, all these things have just seen a boom. I see it across all, all anything. I could you know just trace it through. So that that won't be sustainable. Um, now it won't fall off the planet, and it isn't going away this year. It'll take some time. Um, um, but, it, you know, so you have that big bump. And for those people, you know, I have a chemical company, for example, and make cleaning chemicals. Um, unbelievable. Their numbers doubled. Doubled. And it's like, well, why wouldn't you sell now? I mean, the reality is you're not going to sustain that. So the timing is is critical. We're talking with Tim Nettesheim on WISN and WIBA, the retirement clinic, and really the whole hour. We've got Tim for the hour, Aaron. Yep. So commercial real estate business owners all have been affected by covid yeah it's i mean it's it's un, i mean i hate the word unprecedented you know we say you know things like you know, what happened in 0809 unprecedented well you know it, it, it's happened things like that have happened for me it's the new norm it, you know, i don't it, like that term but it's the eesh, new norm yeah yeah, yeah i make a suggestion a way to think about it yeah it's a, it's a supply shock 
and Aaron, you're right. It has happened before. It's just the supply shock was just caused for different reasons, and the supply of what was different. And I lived through a supply shock when I was, you know, in high school and grade school. It was called the oil crisis in 72, 3, 4, all the way through the 70s and into the early 80s. And it took, it took a decade to adjust to that supply shock. And ultimately, lots of bad things happened, the SNL crisis and other things. Um, and just like that supply shock had a long-term effect, this supply shock will as well. Part of it will be short-term, part of it will be long-term. So what what strategies should businesses be looking at? If they're thinking, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're you know, within 18 months, two years uh, of, of being able to sell or not even thinking about selling, but maybe think it's a good time to, to do it. What, what strategies should business owners be looking at right now? So right now I see a three, three year window is called three to three and a half years of a boom, essentially. Um, it'll be stronger in the early part of that three years and, and, not as strong, but it's still growing as, as you get into 2024. So, you, you know, the first strategy is to be able to execute and make as much as you can of this boom, because we don't have booms like this often, just like we didn't have a supply shock like we had this past year very often. So if you're going to take the pain, which we all did, you better take the gain. Uh, now, during that time period, you know, you should be then understand that it's an opportunistic market for, for buyers they're willing to buy. Interest rates are low. Taxes are still low. You know, if you're ever going to think about it, then start preparing during the latter part of that three-year period to be able to make that decision, but be in a position that if the opportunistic buyer shows up, that you could say yes because you're prepared for it. I'm not telling you you have to do it. Right. Be prepared for it. Uh, if you are prepared for it, I can tell you right now, a prepared seller does best now after the break i think tim what we'll do is talk about after that boom so you're talking the boom for the next three years this is what you're kind of calculating what about after that i think we'll dive into that and other retirement news coming up the sexy segment the boss minute with aaron kowal your host today from the kowal investment group you know, we kind of jumped right in, Aaron. We should kind of talk a little bit about your company, what you guys do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about your website? We'll start with thekowalway.com. Yeah, thekowalway.com. Our phone number is 262-522-4040. On, on our website, you can also sign up for our newsletter. If you want to get together for a free, complimentary, uh, no-obligation consultation via Zoom or in person, uh, happy to do either way. Uh, you can sign up for that on the website as well. We make it very, very easy for you. Um, you also find us on Facebook, on LinkedIn. Connect with our business or with me personally on LinkedIn. Uh, also uh, Twitter at Kowal underscore invest uh, as well. We hear your voice, your father, Jeff Kowal, of course. We hear the likes of Aaron Spitzner and Joe Still. Uh, who am I missing out on? Marie Ray McFarland, Arndt, Marie McFarland, John White, Ray, yes. Uh, Monday through Friday on both stations, WIBA, WISN, doing market updates. Yeah, that you know, they and they, they love it. They we we have just the best team. Uh, we only bring people on that love what we do, love our mission. You know, to see to it that others uh, do well, and uh, I think it shows when when we have them. You know, have them in here. They're excited to get on the show. Excited to give you a little bit of grief, Paul, um, and, and well, serve and serve our clients and serve Spitzner uh, the and public. still give me pop quizzes. Yes, and they, they test me at the end of every show. 
They like to think of themselves as a comedy duo. So. Uh, they, they, <laughs> they like, and they do a very good they job. Uh, so, hey, you've got your world headquarters in Waukesha. In addition, your other locations. Yeah, we're in Port Washington uh, and in Racine as well, Mount, Mount Pleasant, uh, Highway 20. What does Spitzner say? A beautiful view of Highway 20. Beautiful view of Highway 20. All the construction going on there. Port Washington up in Ozaki County, you do have a beautiful view of Lake Michigan. We're right on the, right on the lake there. It is, it's beautiful. To reach out, 262-522-4040. That's the phone number for the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, 262-522-4040. And again, thekowalway.com. We'll be back with our guest, Tim Nettesheim, here on WISN and WIBA as the retirement clinic continues. Back with the Retirement Clinic, WISN in Milwaukee and WIBA in Madison. Thank you for joining us with your host, Aaron Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialist. This music, it's time for the Boss Minute. Kind of ties into our topic today with our guest, Tim Nettesheim, joining us on the phone, Aaron, business owners, savings, and security. Well, yeah, absolutely. And it's it's you know, interesting. I did say it's it, the whole show is pretty much a big boss segment here, uh, and and thought it'd be fun you know fun to fun to do it. But I still want to you know, set aside some time to talk about that. Um, you know, so there's you know we talk about selling businesses, and, and I want to pick Tim's brain a little bit, maybe a couple or three um, you know, specific items that business owners can do. To prepare themselves for for selling their business, um, you know, or get it ready to sell anytime. So, if there's a few things that 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 you think are important, Tim, um, let's let's talk about that right now. Sure, that'd be great. So, we're talking about what you should do. So, before we talk about what, for so if everybody understands, the question is why do you do it, mm. and the why you do it is that every buyer pays up for sustainable revenue streams. And they they don't pay if they don't think it's sustainable. So everything we do of these three things or four things I'm going to give you are all designed to prove sustainability in some way. That's the why. All right. So you obviously you got financial data. And people don't like to pay for monthly statements or a lot of accounting help or whatnot. The reality is it's the best thing you can spend on. Mm. Uh, the return on investment for sound financial processes and data is immense because if you don't have it, it takes literally months or even half a year to get yourself onto good accrual-based monthly financial statements. And you'd be surprised how many wonderful businesses choose not to make that spend. It's not a lot of money. Well, it depends what a lot of money is too, but it's worth it. That's number one. Obviously, management team, you know, we're all entrepreneurs uh, uh, in the lower middle market, you know, closely held business world, and sometimes we're micromanagers. You know, you keep, sustainability means if I'm not there, it'll keep going. If you're not there, Aaron, it'll keep going. Right. So you've got to have the management team that can keep going when you're not there. Um, so sales, operations, 
back office. You know, you got to have the people in place. It's like that principle that if you left your business for a year, that would be better than when you left it. That's right. That'd be perfect, right? Right. Um, that's number two. Number three is just kind of a diligence thing. Uh, what we do at Into Advantage is every client we have, whether you're selling or buying or just kind of existing, you know, we have a, a cloud-based data room. And all of your data is in that data room and accessible by you, and you control who can access it. But it's there is no fire drill when it comes time for someone saying, I want to invest in your business, I want to buy your business, or I want to lend to your business. There's no fire drill about getting the contracts or the various documents they need. They're all there. The financial information is in a special area. It's all keep up to date every month. We literally can push a button and say we could sell tomorrow if we had to. And you'd be surprised how impressed buyers are when you say, yeah, I have everything you need. They give you this long diligence list thinking it's going to be a six-week process. They say, oh, no, here it is. And their jaws, just their mouth literally opens and they say, oh, my God, these guys are professional. So it helps to do that. And then last is capital expenditures. Um, you know, so if you're going to sell or not sell, it doesn't matter. You're making investments in your business. You're, whether it's people or equipment, you always have to have, a, have an eye to how that affects if you did sell. And if you're making an investment today and it's not going to pay, you won't get paid for it. I'm selling a business right now. The guy spent, you know, $2 million or whatever on various machines that cut their cost of goods sold in half. And now he wants to sell, and the buyers are looking at historical profitability, not future. And he's saying, well, wait a second. I made this, this expenditure. I, I want to get paid for it. And they're saying, well, good. Then wait a year. <laughs> the, point is, the point is, when you make expenditures, do it with an eye of, towards the impact if something would happen. And obviously, there's the usual return on investment attitude, but things, simple things like, like financial leases, you know, it's a lease of something, but it's treated as a purchase for accounting purposes. And you're thinking it's something the buyer assumes. No, the buyer t- says you have to pay that off. So just a conversation with someone who knows how those things are treated will, you know, avoid those kind of problems on capital expenditures. So you just four things that, you know, you can look at, address. It will help you. Hey, look at that. Tim took your job away. He did the boss minute today for you, <laughs> Aaron. That was a good segment. Attorney Tim Nettesheim joining us today. And we're addressing, you know, business owners. And uh, I don't, Tim, I don't know if you want to take this question, but we have a text. And we should actually open up phone lines if people do want to call in, Aaron, in questions. Or you can text us. And we can address them that way on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 799-1130. It's 414-799-1130. And um, Tim, I'll just ask you, and I'll read the text verbatim. What's your experience with the sole proprietor dental practice? What type of market is it now for sellers? Can you ask your guest? Tim? So that's a great question. The dental practice is a great example of demographic trends influencing, um, you know, what you should be doing. And so obviously, or maybe not so obvious, you have a cohort of dentists that are aging and retiring. Um, so, and there's not a lot of people in back of them to pick it up. Uh, so there has arisen a variety of, you know, what I call roll-up uh, buyers who are, you know, consolidated dental practices. And there, there is a market. And actually there's, there's a couple banks and, and dental supply companies that their whole life is constructed around sort of like wealth management for young dentists. 
where they make it easy for you to buy dental practices. Um, and if you plug into that market uh, as a seller or a buyer, you're, you're going to have an easier time of getting your transition. Um, you know, and there's no substitute, of course, for, for succession, but it's very, it has been difficult. And there's a little demographic hole behind people, say, you know, in their 60s who are her dentists having anybody behind them. They tend to be solo. Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of a measured approach of understanding where your buyers are, putting yourself in a condition that they expect so they pay up for it, and realizing it's a little bit of self-financing in the sense that it's, you've got to have sustainable revenues, right? They're not going to pay for that revenue stream unless those patients stay. So your expectations on how you get paid are going to kind of marry with that. So I think it's a, the dental, there's a, there is a very robust finance market supporting that transition that exists today. That's a good question. Uh, Jim, and I don't know if he's a owner or a dentist himself, but that you mentioned the whole group of dental or dentists that are kind of nearing retirement. I would have never thought about that and how it affects that yeah. market. Yeah, yeah, because it is a lot of it, and and you know, I've had discussions with him that that it's all a demographics game, right now. And, you know that that there are that dentists is an area where that that's general getting getting older, and so uh, you know, there's there's a more of a robust market for uh, acquisitions um, you know, for 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 dent, dental practices. So we're actually lucky in the United States because even though we the baby boomer generation is this huge cohort. The millennials and the, the cohort behind them are bigger than than the baby boomers and I guess the ones that are just behind us, like Generation X, I guess they're called. And in the, in the world, our millennials and then the following generation are bigger than any other cohort in the entire world. So, but they're just coming of age to buying houses now. They, so the average age is around 32, 33. Yeah, they waited late, didn't they? Yes, right. And it's just happening. So. You take dentists, for example. So they had kind of a drought of buyers for those practices for a while. But now that, that millennial generation, which is wonderful, not, I'm not going to malign it. They're the best generation in the world in terms of size and now present ability to execute to help us. And they're just starting and we're seeing that now with home ownership and other things going up. There's a lot of things that, you know, the millennials get knocked for a lot of stuff. Like they delayed buying a home. They're not getting married at the rates that the boomers certainly did or and even X. And not having babies. Birth rate is way down. But I'm glad you brought up the positives because those are certainly, Tim, if as a generation, they're, they're huge. They start yeah. making things happen, start buying homes. The impact from a business standpoint is uh, it's going to be something to if, see. If anything is going to save us from the great reset that, that could happen at the end of the decade and save us from our own prolific spending uh, tendencies as, as, a, as, a, as a people, it's that generation and the generation behind them. If they can be more innovative than us, which I, I believe they will be, and can be more efficient, and you take what what was done by the generation before them and double it, you know they can grow out of these problems. You know, not that there won't be pain, but they, that's our future. Let's embrace it. Yeah, children are our future, right? And you know yeah. these children are 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 growing up. Um, you know, I'm I'm on on the cusp, uh, literal year of 
being a millennial or Gen X. They say a zenial that there's like few a few years there where there's millennials, that, but still remember not having a computer, not having email, you know, riding in the back of uh, of station wagons facing without you know, facing, a seat belt, rolling around oh, in the yeah, back. Right. Sure, know? yeah. I'm an Xer, and then at, you know, you go to X, you go to millennials. After that is Generation Y. Y would be my daughter, 22 years old. My oldest daughter's 25. That's the next generation. Why? Not as big as the millennials. But going back to our guest's attorney, Tim Nettesheim, joining Aaron Kowalts, WISN's Retirement Clinic and WIBA. Tim, you mentioned the term, the Great Reset. Can you explain that? So the Great Reset is the end of this this massive debt experience that we are in the, the latter stages of. You know, we piled on four or five trillion this year, in the last 12 months alone. And it'll be capped off by the baby boomer generation's draw on Medicare and Social Security, you know, the debt becoming due as they become takers rather than givers. And the credit cycle, you know, think of it as a balloon. It just it fills up and it's been sustained. Debt is sustained when you have people to pay the debt. And we've had a population explosion in terms of workers that has manifested itself over the last 20 years that has now kind of completed that, its growth. And it won't sustain that debt any longer because they can't pay it. And at some point, debts then get rationalized. And it's happened 20 or 30 times over the last 1,000 years, and it's going to happen again. I believe it's going to happen at the end of this decade. I'm not alone in that, but there it is. And when resets happen, it's a massive deflationary event. So, you know, my advice to clients, to my family, my friends, I plead with people, you know, prepare for that and embrace it as an opportunity because if you're prepared for it, you will change your life because the 30s will be awesome for you as opposed to horrible. What what, what does one do to prepare? No, number one is being debt-free. I know that sounds like, oh, you're crazy, Tim, but honestly, if you're debt-free, you will have so much flexibility when, when the price of something that's $10 goes to $1 or whatever it goes down to and you actually have a dollar. You know, it's then, interesting because we hear all about, you know, from, from both sides of the aisle, it's not a political thing, but that, that because of all this spending, because of all you know, that, that uh, you know, even like programs like PPP and you know, other things, that there's going to be massive inflation. And you know, we're talking that it could be a deflationary uh, event you know, within you know, this decade even. Right. So you will have inflation. Right. We will have inflation in interest rates. But, but in 24, but 20, you'll know, you'll, we won't be speculating we'll see it you know it's there now but it'll be common commonly accepted inflation precedes the deflation so the inflationary event will happen throughout the decade and will culminate in that's what will trigger the debt exploding essentially because the debt service on 30 trillion dollars of government debt kind of on the books plus whether you say 50 or 100 trillion dollars to service Social Security and Medicare, that they can't, they literally cannot afford to pay the interest on it. It'll consume your entire budget. We've never had interest rates for for the federal government that averaging one and two percent. That's right. not the way it was ever before, and it won't be. You know, if it just doubles to two from one percent to two percent or two percent to four percent, it's still low. But the debt's so high. Yeah. That it, it's just doubling your payments, you. and, yeah. and that's what that inflation and the interest rate that follows is what triggers the credit cycle 
explosion. We'll be right back. Tim, our our guest, attorney Tim Nettesheim, joining Aaron Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. This is the Retirement Clinic, heard in Madison on WIBA and, of course, WISN in Milwaukee. Now, we've got Tim for the rest of the hour, and the sexy segment is right around the corner as we continue the program. TheKowalWay.com, great resource. Check it out or reach out to the Kowal Investment Group at 262-522-4040. We'll be right back. So the sexy segment today, as we're back on the Retirement Clinic, WISN Milwaukee, WIBA Madison, we are joined by attorney Tim Nettesheim. And by way of background, this segment about wealth management and preservation, Aaron, uh, but pertaining to business owners and with a special emphasis on that today, Aaron. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, the, this, the show is for everybody. This The sexy segment has been uh, historically for people with a million dollars or more because there's different concerns uh, that, that that area has. And we're talking about business owners today. And, and usually these shows are very, like, uh, very tactical. What do I need to do now? You know, to achieve X. Um, you know, and but I, uh, Tim's in, has got a unique skill set and a unique vision on this. One to maybe think, you know, okay, let's think over the next ten years. Um, what is you know, somebody you know, either sold a business or has you know, inherited or has um, you know is looking to acquire. Um, you know, a business. What industries are looking good? Given that you know your belief on the on the the Great Reset, that we're going to have a you know big inflation, then deflation, uh, and then opportunities. You know, kind of, let's say somebody has cash, you know, an unspecified amount. Where should they be looking? You know, now not not saying that this is official. That this is going to happen. This is the way to do it, or any you know any of that. But just giving your opinion, where should we? Be, where should people be looking? Right, so, so so it's 2021, and and you know, there's a reset whenever, say, 10 years from now. So what do we do in between? Um, right now we got great monetary uh, cost of money is low, and and liquidity is great. So what's going to do well? Well, I, I love the Midwest, the, the industrial Rust Belt. You know, people call it the Rust Belt. The industrial space are just good, solid money makers. Um, it's never been a better time to invest or buy into an industrial manufacturing company of, you know, we just bought one uh, at the end of the year, um, grinding company. And it's just basic stuff that serves, you know, the greater uh, global economy. And with reshoring and the weakness of the dollar and low interest rates, cheap and the cheapest energy in the world in, in the United States, it's, it's manufacturing is strong here. And is getting stronger. And Internet of Things, you know, that stuff has somebody has to make the thing that the Internet mm. is of. So industrial is across the space. Food and beverage is very big in Wisconsin. See so a lot of food ingredient companies. Uh, food ingredients is very strong and will be strong and has historically always been strong through recessions as well as is good times. So that to me is is a, a prime area. Logistics. Just, you can't even get warehouse space right now. Uh, 
the whole e-commerce thing has just blown out the logistics. Really? Um, that would, that kind of surprises me, Tim. It's changed the business paradigm. I represent a lot of different logistics providers, selling them, working with them. And, you know, cold chain warehouses, normal warehouses, the supply chain between warehouses, the supply chain itself, because of the breakdown in the from the global side, there's some friction there that makes it a little harder. So logistics, you know, either you're, whether you're in the warehouse side or the cartage side or the third-party logistics, which is kind of brokerage, they're all very strong, and that's not going to change. So that that's a great spot to be in. Uh, distributors, I'm seeing, uh, I represent a lot of different distri- distributors of different kinds of, of products. It could be industrial products, it could be consumer, whatever. It's I've never seen the the synergistic, the strategic buyers be more interested in in paying up uh, multiple wise, uh, you know, multiples of earnings uh, than I have seen now. Um, so distribution of all kinds, you know, is, is an area that I was definitely focused on. Um, nutraceuticals is another one. You know, we all take various supplements, uh, and it's strong. Uh, it's, it's a little hard to identify which ones because some of that stuff comes and goes. It's trendy. Uh, but and then lastly, it's just the gray market. And this is something you have to sit down and think about. There's just going to be more people, as the, the aging cohort, you know, people between 60 and older is going to go from 15 to 25% or so in the next 10 years. So you're going to have your win at your back more demand from that cohort. So take take Aaron's business. His Aaron's business should boom Uh-oh. in the next 10 years. It's not already I, mean, I know it's his he's awesome so he's booming anyways, but the gray market in all levels are going to be spending more than they ever had because they had more than they ever had and they're healthier than they ever have been. So you're seeing different behavior from the gray market than you saw from our parents generation the gray market older older folks and and that's i love the terms tim is coming up with today the great reset the gray market i I, first time i'm hearing some of these and it's spot on tim uh and, and it makes sense what about my generation x i'm 50 i'm gonna be 55 in a month or two um, the, the Xers are a pretty big generation, not as big as the millennials, not as big as the boomers by any stretch of the imagination, but we're still in the workforce, but we're, we're seeing that retirement light at the end of the tunnel. Right. So you're going to, you're going to be retiring in the middle of the great reset. Oh boy. <laughs> right. I don't know if that's good or bad. Well, if you're prepared, it's going to be the, the time of your life. Right. Right. Because if you're if you've you've gotten yourself relatively liquid or in investments that are cash positive in an environment um, where credit is tightened, prices have fall, asset prices have fallen, and consumer demand has fallen, because that's that's characteristic of the reset. If you're in if you own something that does well in that environment, and all you have to do is look what happened in the Great Depression or the Great Recession or COVID, for that matter. You can look, you could find businesses that do well in those situations. So if you own those or own an interest in those, you should be okay. Uh, and then, of course, you have cash. You're, you're just going to kill it. Yeah. Now, think so, about this, Aaron. We should dive into this regarding your retirement. By the time I retire, whenever that is, let's say in the next five, seven years, maybe 10 at the most, you usually typically have your home paid off for. So yeah. you're debt-free in that regard. Yeah. No mortgage, right? No mortgage. It's very freeing. 
uh, you know, for, for people. We, you know, I think increasingly it's going to be important to have that, uh, you know, that paid off as we go, you know, go through through time here because with, with you know, interest rates have to go up or we don't know you know we see that something happens right whether it's the great depression um you know the supply shock you know with oil and then high, higher and then lower interest rates for you know for a while the um you know the 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 great recession you know in 0809 you know we, we don't know where along we are with with the interest rate cycle it could go up could go could stay low like this, you know, wouldn't be bad to have that that paid off before the choice is taken out of your hands. And, and Tim, as you said, if you're prepared, if you're virtually debt free uh, on all fronts, and you've got your savings where you should be, then you should be good to go. You're going to have historic opportunities if you prepare. All these businesses that aren't prepared are still good businesses. They're just not prepared because their debt structure isn't right. They wash out. You can you're going to be able to buy stuff like that. You're going to, whether it's real estate, I don't care what it is, there's going to be bargains that, you know, you're, you're basically Warren Buffett, uh, mm-hmm. buying stuff that are great businesses for pennies on the dollar. I mean, it's what you know, the, like. the issue we saw with that, you know, is, is, is even during the um, Great Recession, you it's, it's, it's counterintuitive. Otherwise, we'd have a lot of Warren Buffetts uh, to buy something when the value is, is low. Uh, that a lot of times businesses like that, it's the only thing that nobody wants to buy when they're on sale. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I, I like the term supply shock. That's another one you mentioned in the show, The Great Reset. Uh, we are talking with attorney Tim Nettesheim. That was today's sexy segment with kind of the slanted business owners. Um, and it's good stuff. We'll come back after a quick break. Aaron Kowal is your host here on WISN Milwaukee, WIBA Madison, to reach out to the Kowal Investment Group, 262-522-4040, 262 Check them out on LinkedIn, Twitter, social media, all over the place, Facebook. But that website, thekowalway.com, is a great starting point. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back on News Talk 1130 WISN. Just a fascinating discussion today with our guest attorney, Tim Nettesheim. And I know, Aaron, we only got a couple minutes left. You, let's kind of wrap this show up today. Right. You know, Tim, I want you to, to give your contact information for everybody. But I also want to say, when, as businesses look to sell and, and they're coming to you, explain the process a little bit, what to expect. And I only, only have a couple minutes. You bet. So it's Tim Nettesheim. Uh, intoadvantage.com. Uh, my phone number is 414-501-4401. Uh, what should they expect? So, you know, we are, the first thing you should expect is if they want to sit down and talk with us, it doesn't cost anything. So, you know, we do approach it just like uh, you're building a building. We have a little bit of project management that has to go on. So we obviously have to design what you want. So when we sit down, we'll give you a project management plan on how you're going to buy or sell a business in your circumstance. And that will be detailed, uh, and it will end up having 
fixed fees for every stage. Um, so as you go through each stage, you pay a fixed fee. There's no no billable hour or anything like that. You know exactly what it's going to cost. And you know exactly what's going to happen. So the project management plan, which is just leveraging off of project management plans that you see in industry or in real estate when you build something, breaks down the process into the six steps. And each each step has maybe eight to ten different specific activities that are deliverables. Um, recasting your financial statements, assembling your data room, um, telling you which, what a, a financial value is for your business, telling you what the after-tax proceeds will be um, that you can take away. So when you go to someone like Aaron, you can say, here's what I'm going to have, and he can tell you whether that's enough. Um, you know, that's like step one. Um, you know, step two is going to be looking at the buyer universe, identifying who should buy you, you know, who are the best buyers, not who are all the potential buyers. You can certainly do that, but we found that 85% of the time, there's four or five buyers that who should buy your business, and those are the ones you should focus on. So it's it's a project management approach. Uh, with no mystery, this is not Wizard of Oz stuff. You know, we open the curtain and tell you exactly what we're going to do. And you can see it, and you can see the value or price that you're getting for this. And when you engage us, you know exactly what's going to happen and when it's going to happen, because there's also a timetable attached to all of this stuff. Hey, Tim, we got a minute left. Give out that phone number once again to reach you. My phone number is 414-501-4401. And, you know, you can always reach out through the Kowal Investment Group, Aaron Kowal. We can call you, 262-522-4040. Your website is great. Yes, absolutely. TheKowalWay.com. If you want to schedule a complimentary consultation, uh, go where the, go there. It's TheKowalWay.com. Um, and, and we can continue this conversation there, see if it works out for you. Where you are, where are you now? Where do you want to be? Where are the gaps? And how we can help fill that for you. I- just a fascinating hour. Thank you, Tim. I learned a whole lot of new terms. Thank you for your time. Aaron Kowal, thank you for a great show. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Tim, very much uh, for, for coming today. The Retirement Clinic on WISN and WIBA. We'll see you next week.